Welcome to episode 82 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharpley. Hello. Matt Cassell. McSauce Casters, what's up? It is Monday night, November 17th. Joining us tonight, special guest, Dominic Yossi. Hello. Resplendent <laughs> in his... Dr. Manhattan t-shirt. Oh, I like that. I didn't even notice that. I didn't notice it either. Oh, oh I just, I just how nice. That's, oh, that's, that's very nice. Thank you. Uh, maybe Dr. Manhattan will come up in uh, the subject of our show tonight, being that it is a listener's choice. We reached out to fans earlier today and said, let us know what you want us to talk about. We put together the dealer's choice wheel. What no, we, what's what the we like to, name? What we like to call the dealy wheelie, dealy cheely wheelie. Dealy cheely wheelie. Which is what we'll be using tonight to determine what we talk about and when. But before we get into these brand new McSauce shenanigans, housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. We reached out to the fans today and they instantly reacted to our cries for help. We didn't have a topic for a pod for our podcast and they got in touch with us through the Facebook page. We received all of the requests via the Facebook page. You can go to Facebook backslash McSauce and uh, react to the things that we're talking about. Give us that instant feedback. I know other less professional podcasts do things like this and they might get maybe one, maybe none. Who knows who responds to these other podcast but we got our listeners to shows that if you're a douchebag wearing an 80s novelty t-shirt you will get instant response that's true our fans are great they may be douchebags but they're great so so like, listen to a fireside chat <laughs> our favorite podcast that's true all the feedback, like I said, was through the Facebook page. You can also reach out to us at mcsauce.com where you can find the web comics, the podcast, the reviews. You can leave comments right there on that page and we'll be able to take a look at them and respond to you as well. You can leave us comments on iTunes. You can review the show. Give us five stars. Give us zero stars. Give us one star. Give us a review, though. That would be nice. We're trying to get some more awareness to the podcast Actually, as well as the Facebook page. Let's clarify. Five stars, bad review if you want, but make it five stars. Or should we do zero stars, good review if you want? Either one? I think iTunes the other stars. stars. Yeah. Okay, stars. five stars, bad review. Or good review if you feel... If you like it's them, that kind of thing. We're not asking for a good review. We're just asking for five stars and a review. We're demanding five stars. Yes, demand but asking for a good review, isn't that... Modest of us? I think it's, so. It's super humble. It's I the think. season for giving, so you should just give. I think five that's stars. about the most modest thing and I've we'll ever be thankful heard for in them. my life. True. Asking for five stars? Yes. It's not like we're asking for ten stars, right? I mean, that five would be. Stars. That's like right in the middle of your totals ten. Well, no, the total's five, but I mean, I'm saying we're but not asking them it, to go above and beyond. But if it was ten, that's right there in the middle. That's, that's kind of humble, really, if you think about it. After you give us five stars, you can subscribe, and it'll send the show right to your mobile device or computer. You can go on Stitcher Radio and stream us there if you don't want our show clogging up your, your podcast on your phone. Or you can go to Podomatic, and you can download and stream us there. Classic episodes are available at... Lib Sin, Liberated Syndicate, L-I-B-S-Y-N. 
mcsaucepodcast at libsyn.com. You can go and check out the first 13 episodes of the McSauce Podcast. Get the origin story to your favorite podcast. And tonight, like Paul mentioned, kind of didn't have a lot of ideas for this show, so we asked the fans, and we came up with a few different topics to talk about for this evening. little fan choice. Normally we do a dealer's choice, which is when we decide what we're going to talk about. We the dealers. We the dealers, but this is a little fan, a little listener's choice tonight, and we got some good ones. We did. We got some good ones from our fans. We also included our own that we came up with just on the fly here. The choices tonight from Kenzie. Two four barrels on a high-rise intake for a supercharge. Pros and cons. All those gearheads listening in. Tiffany. If I were gay, dot, dot, dot. Darcy. How many reboots of a franchise becomes one reboot too many? Jason Kumpfmiller. If I could recast one role in a superhero movie. Janine. What superhero pairings would you like to read about in an erotic fan fiction? Teresa. Things Paul hates. Danny. Who is the best Robin Hood impersonator, Arrow or Hawkeye? And our own dealer's choice question, inspired by our favorite podcast, A Fireside Chat, favorite Kardashian. I contest <laughs> that if this comes up, the two Jenner girls count. Hell, Bruce Jenner counts, because he's essentially a woman at this point. I say anybody on the show. Lamar, okay. Lamar Odom counts. Is he, is he still on the show? <clears throat> he's married. He's connected, right? What's Kim's first husband? Um, the 72-hour guy? Yeah. Yeah. I want to say Brooke Lopez, but I know that's wrong because he played with him. Can't remember his name off the top of All my right. head. We'll he doesn't count because he's not himself. on the show anyway. He's not related. Yeah, he's not, he's not Lamar Miller. So he has to currently be on Well, the show. I mean, is Lamar Miller at Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah. Right? Lamar Odom? Odom. Who's Lamar Miller? Lamar Miller... Miami Dolphins running back, sleeper. Oh, the McSaw Sports Podcast. Is that one on the, Lamar Odom. on the wheel? No. No, no, it's not. Lamar Odom. Getting my seasons all mixed why up don't, here. You know what? Why don't we kick things off and spin that dealy cheely wheelie? Ian, are you going to spin it? There, he already spun it, apparently. Oh, leading us off with some, some comic book talk. Actual comic book talk. Actual comic talk. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how many reboots is too many? Um, I don't know. Can you really put a number on that? On comic books or movies? Mm. I assumed it was comic books. We can do both. I mean, what, what is it, it doesn't specify. It doesn't Just specify. Reboots. How many reboots? I would assume that she means mo comic book movies. I took it to mean comic book, comic books. Okay, let's do, let's, let's do, do both. Let's do what? You know, it's fucking dealy chilly night. Yes, Matt, go. All right, for movies, um, I guess infinite. You do it until you get it right. 
Seems like it's about a 70% proposition that you'll get it right these days, I would say. Uh, and if you don't, do it again. And if you don't get it right that time, do it again, because these characters deserve a quality representation on the silver screen. Is there a limit to the amount of years in between the reboot? Because I know a lot of people have problems with how close the reboot from the Spider-Man franchises are. Well, the Spider-Man franchise wasn't broken, but maybe the Hulk franchise, when they rebooted that, sort of, it was. would that be a soft reboot, would you say? It was because it still held on to the story of the first one. Very so. loosely, and, and they barely reference it to oh, the point where it's a non-issue. No. Eric Bana and Ed Norton had nothing to do with each other. I that thought was hard no, reboot. That they, was brand new. No, they I thought scratch. that. No, I, I thought he was running away from the events of the first movie, and that's why he was in Brazil. No, this did they is, explain why he was in Brazil? Yeah, just did they picking up on him, picking up on the run. This is what this is. This guy's life. The opening, they give you the the opening credits. Right, they that's give you the backstory. The, the backstory during the credits. And there's no Which overlap. isn't flashback to Eric Bana stuff. It, it's not a literal translation, but is there some overlap in the things that they represent in that opening credit sequence to the Eric Well, Bana they both movie? tell the same story, you know, the gamma radiation right. and all that. Okay. But it's, it's, they're totally disconnected movies. Totally disconnected? Yes. Oh, the, from the Edward Norton to the current uh, Mark Ruffalo that is so connected. that's connected. That's connected, right. that's connected even though they've still they you know new right. actor. Well, I assume that Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner looks different because as he becomes the Hulk and he like shrinks back to normal Bruce Banner size, his face is all messed up because it got all stretched out and when it came back, it just parts went in different places. Oh look at that! It looks like Mark Ruffalo now. That's how you explain that away. That's, so, that, that's how Edward Norton it, gets to Mark So at Ruffalo. the end of Avengers, yeah. when he turns back to Mark Ruffalo, he should be a different actor? He should go back to Eric Bana? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be hilarious if that Eric Bana really shows up? Just, just a rotate, just rotation. Just yeah. yeah. I, chime in, I, I don't think... It depends on how spaced out the reboots really are. No, it does, but it, it's more important how shitty... Uh, the previous thing was that's being rebooted. You know, like, for example, they could have rebooted Daredevil the next year. They could <laughs> you know? Uh, like, coming this fall. Like, the like the trailer for Daredevil would be is, in the, the Daredevil. <laughs> is in the Daredevil movie. <laughs> um, but, but the Spider-Man reboot was way too soon. Uh, Special special concessions can be made for things like uh, Batman, the Christopher Nolan movies. Those movies were still riding high. They were still really good quality, but they told the story that they wanted to tell, and now it's time for a new vision. That's okay, too, I think. But I feel like... Uh, but is that really going to be a reboot? Are we going to I consider see it a the reboot? Sure. Yeah, it's not going to be From... connected to the Dark Knight trilogy. It might not so... give you Batman's origin per se, but right. Okay. Now, the... why the... is it okay that that can be rebooted, but the Spider-Man? You don't feel that the Spider-Man franchise was broken? I don't. That's a bad reboot. I don't feel like they they finished their their story. Um, I mean, if you think about it. They were even working on Spider-Man 4 before they put the whole thing to bed. 
Um, and, you know, I think Spider-Man 3 was a misstep, but I don't think it was a franchise. It shouldn't have been a franchise killer, especially in light of what we've gotten since then. Um, I think everybody is finally saying, uh, yeah, maybe they should have stuck with uh, Sam Raimi and company. I think if there's a number, it's two, but it's connected to bad movies. What do you mean? Like, you got two bad Ghost Rider right. movies, so you're done. Yes, exactly. You got two Fantastic Four movies that you're were done. bad. Or, or if the first one is that bad, um, <laughs> like Daredevil, um, you know, The Punisher, they, re- they rebooted The Punisher after one movie. And it was flawed, The Punisher with Thomas Jane, but not horrible. The, John Travolta was horrible. Yeah, the, the movie, the overall, wasn't... Because Thomas Jane was awesome as Frank Castle. He agreed. was cool, and I like that they pulled some of the classic... Um, the, the classic story, the Welcome Back Frank story, was a good place to go with mm-hmm. it. While they did some over-the-top elements that I didn't really like, like the um, flaming Punisher head in the in the parking lot was kind of weird. Mm. More Much like the flaming Daredevil Ds in the subway. Well, what about the flaming Batman in The Dark Knight Rises? The, the flaming why, crow in The Crow. Why I do all of our superheroes... Where, where's uh, where's the flaming, flaming spider in Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 3? I'm waiting, I'm waiting on well, that. These, these flaming logos seem to be in the, the films that are less well-regarded. So we know as soon as we see the flaming logo, eh, done. Done. Reboot. Remember, like, Reboot. in the early 2000s when there were all those, like, superhero logo shirts with, like, flaming logo? They were more smoky, though. Like, colored smoke. Like, the Green Lantern. Because they were still trying to appeal to an audience that wouldn't accept straight superhero properties. Right. We had to appeal to superhero fans and Ed Hardy fans. Oh. No, that's not Mitch Ed Hardy at all. Make the logo, but make it look like <clears throat> it's chiseled out of rock or tattooed on somebody's badass body. Right. So I think that uh, that a good rule of thumb is two two strikes and you're out. You're out for a, a an indefinite period of time because Ghost Rider is going to get a indefinite suspension. Amazing Spider-Man. So what do we say? Five years until you try again? Ten years? Somewhere in the middle? Seven years? When did Ghost Rider 2 come out? I want to say 2012. I would say that they're okay to reboot that now. I don't know if that's on anybody's radar. No. But I would be okay with seeing another Ghost Rider film. I'm not dying for it, but if they brought somebody in that wasn't Nicolas Cage, I'd be okay with that. Is Nicolas Cage the reason those movies sucked? Yeah, that was 2012. No, I don't think so. I mean, there were so many other problems with those yeah. movies, like just kind of crappy villains. Um, I know that the second one, I thought the second one was going to be a little bit better. Like, it's a it good concept little... that doesn't really, once, once, the, once the ball was rolling on it, there was really no place you could take it. Second one had Idris Elba in it, you know, like a good supporting actor, but it just think, didn't go anywhere. I think Nicolas Cage is the linchpin and why those were both bad. Well, he I mean, not, everything around contrary it. Contrary to what Con Air will tell you, 
He is not an action hero. He is not an action movie guy. Put him in Matchstick Men or Wicker Man or something where he's kind of just Weird bumbling and goofy and he's perfect. Leaving Las Vegas? Great. Superhero stuff? Con Air? Action hero? The Rock? It was almost Don't he was good him. in The Rock, but he wasn't the action hero of The Rock. It was Sean Connery. Do you guys... Right. Think that if yeah, and, and even in the rock, he was still you know the kind of goofy, bumbling psychic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys think that if they made Superman Lives, that that would have ended up being a franchise, or do you think it would have been one and done? One and done. Yeah. One uh, and done. There's a part of me that wants to see that movie so bad, though. I think after so seeing weird. the picture of him in the suit with the that's mullet. the reason they made the Brandon Routh one. <laughs> Just the. <laughs> Just the pure picture. They were like, we need to reboot that whole picture. Well, no, yeah. man. I think they were in at that point. They are like, this oh, yeah. is going to be awesome. Tim Burton. It can't go wrong. You guys oh, they saw were that in they're it. making a documentary. I want to see that documentary. Yes. About that movie with like some... Potentially, they were even talking about somehow putting together one of the scenes from the movie. Whether it's through animatronics or what. I don't know. But um, they really go about as in-depth as you can and cover all aspects of this film where they talked to Tim Burton, they talked to Kevin Smith who wrote it, or at least the original draft until I think he got fired uh, in favor of uh, Tim Burton's vision or something like that. But yeah, that looks like a really interesting um, documentary. It's kind of weird that um, the Superman franchise... It, you know, the Brandon Routh one was one and done because but when it, it came out, of, I mean, everybody kind of was behind it. That was a soft and, reboot. And I, I know that I was, I enjoyed the film whenever I saw it, but I was definitely excited for what they could possibly do in the future. I know me and Paul had conversations about maybe them doing a weird version of Bizarro and how they could do that. And I would have been all in for a sequel to that franchise. Yeah, I don't hate that movie like most people seem to. But um, any other notable movies, franchises that were rebooted properly, improperly? I think um, Man of Steel rebooted Superman properly. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think it was time. Could you? I don't. I, I don't know if you want to put this in. What about uh, X Men? Did X Men First Class reboot X Men? I don't think or, it did. Or even just the whole X-Men universe, just between it, it's weird. the X-Men movies, the Wolverine movies, and now the next generation of X-Men movies with Days of I Future Past and Apocalypse. I feel it was meant to be a reboot, but then they figured out a way to streamline then, it all and make it all Star fit. Trek came out and they were like, hey, we can do that too. <laughs> yeah, they, they cheated it. They, they X-Men the X-Men universe. Because that's what they do in the comic Well, the movie came out. Convoluted, confusing shit. The movie came out, and it didn't have Hugh Jackman or Wolverine in it. And they realized, oh, we didn't make nearly as much money with this as it would have if Wolverine was in it. But it still had a positive reaction, even without the series made But it didn't make nearly the money that the ones with Hugh Jackman made. No, it didn't. And I think that was that was the main thing. Get Hugh Jackman back in this somehow, and we'll figure it out. And eventually, like we all kind of reap the benefits because I think uh, Days of Future Past is, I don't know, the best, the second best X Men movie. 
Yeah, Which, I mean, it, it's definitely up there. It's in the conversation. Um, I really enjoyed it whenever it came out. One thing that, talking to people that have watched it recently, thing that I've been thinking about that I think would make more sense and it would kind of iron out some of the continuity problems, there are a lot of like weird things that happen in that movie that don't make sense in the old universe or in the new universe. I think it would have been cooler if, instead of just sending Wolverine back once and he fixes it one time, have him keep going back and trying to fix the past. And every time he keeps going back, you don't have to show it every time, but have the viewers have knowledge that, hey, this isn't the first time that he's gone back to try to fix the past. And that's why there are things that just don't make any sense. So you want to see Wolverine and Groundhog Day? Well, because yeah, if I think they did that movie described. as a comedy, I would be, I would be the first in line. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> no, I mean... It would explain if, if every time he had to go back and he changed things here and there, that would that would let the, the filmmakers not have to make everything make sense and everybody pick everything apart. Well, this is different, and he doesn't have his claws here, and Strikers, Mystique, uh, and they wouldn't have to explain all that stuff because he went back and things changed every the time. The Striker Mystique business is super weird. No one understands that, right? No, no not I, really. No one understands it. No. Because he, he fights Stryker in the second one. That's not Mystique. So what the fuck? Right. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how they're going to tie that into this new uh, world that they've opened up. So, moving away from movies, comic books. Yeah, comic books. How fast or how many reboots there before it's too many? You know... Man, I have really mixed feelings on it when it comes to comic books, because sometimes I feel like you really should reboot it, but other times I realize that trying to play the continuity, or fighting the continuity battle in comic books is a losing battle, to the point where it's like, just accept the stories that are out there as the ones that, for you in your mind, are your personal continuity, because there is no way, especially as more and more stories are told, that you will be able to put together a coherent continuity. It's at some point just going to be too many stories to be reasonable. It already is. So, And, and some of the stories that jump out and are your the fan favorites or the ones that everybody holds on to or looks at as like, this is the definitive story. Well, it was an Elseworlds story. It was a story that was told in a separate universe and it's not really part of the main universe but still, it's more important to that character than a lot of the other, you know, monthly tales that come out. So you do get into a dicey position right. where, like, what counts and what doesn't. I feel like they all count. Because all those stories count. There are certain aspects of these characters that transcend their their regular continuity. There are, there are traits to these characters that kind of work in any sort of setting or time frame, and it's completely acceptable to, to take the character out of their normal kind of uh, setting or, you know, trajectory timeline, if you will, and kind of put them in a whole new spot somewhere else on the timeline. And it still works because it's still that character that has sort of endeared or endured over the years. So let me, let me run a scenario by you gentlemen. Currently, let's take a book like Batman. It kind of sort of runs chronologically in the same continuity from, you know, 
Bob Kane's initial shit back in the 30s up until now, would you be okay if they got away from that kind of storytelling and just did, hey, this creator's on for six issues, he's going to tell, like, Gotham by Gaslight story, and then we're going to put this guy on, he's going to tell something like Dark Knight Returns. And just, it's all Batman, but it's, you know, one through six, one through six no. in each. Or not even one through six, but this guy's telling a two-issue arc, this guy's telling a bigger 12-issue arc. I, I wouldn't be cool with that, because I think you would lose the serial... Uh, storytelling nature of it if you did it that way even um, if it is serialized at some point your back catalog of stories becomes kind of irrelevant because there's just so much it kind of just fades into oblivion it's only those standouts that really like matter and are relevant but I don't think that telling two or three issue one-off stories is, is the way to go either I, I do think that 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 would limit the growth of the character, ultimately. So I'm probably not in favor of that at all. Um, I'm in agreement. Yeah, you need uh, you need to have. It's good to have little two story arcs every now and again, because not every Batman experience needs to be this eight issue epic. You know what? Sometimes he can get stuff done. He's he's the world's greatest detective. So Batman doing what Batman does to get the job done in two or three issues doesn't seem like not it doesn't need to be stretched out it is doable i agree that it does limit the growth of the character because you are going to need the character develop if something happened here that's got to carry over into the next arc there's got to be some sort of ramification there's got to be so are we going to in this story here we've got a robin story but the next creative team coming in they don't have the use for robin so there is no robin story and then the next arc coming out is that a Robin well, story? Well, you, need, you so. need that now because if you set if you set this new idea into the current system, then you would have the problems you guys are talking about. But if they abolish the entire system, then there would be no continuity to screw up. It would just be good Batman stories. But then, how's he ever going to evolve? Like I think he hasn't evolved since 1938. He's been like That's 33 years true. old forever. That's not true. Dick Grayson's evolved. That's it. That's, Tim that's, Drake. Tim Drake got thrown in the garbage in favor of a shitty reboot. His whole technology. He's got Oracle. He's got Alfred or whatever his new AI is. But he's got. He's got. He's he's evolved to. He's now a two man operation. You've got Alfred in the. Uh, you got Alfred even in the, the character Even the character of Batman has changed a lot from the seventies to this point. From the eighties. But that's going to happen point. regardless of who's writing it, depending on what year it's written. That's not an evolution, though. That's more like just... That's a choice by the creator. Right. Would you prefer to it's, see it's, them... It's not a choice. Now, someone in the 70s is going to write a different Batman than someone right now. Right. Which is the evolution of, evolution of a character. Because But, but because you're going to have an evolution no matter if the stories are chronological or whoever write, writes no, whatever they want really. to write. Because you're saying, like, oh, what if they do a Gotham by Gaslight where you know, it takes place in the 1860s? Uh, and then you jump to, I don't know, Batman and Beyond, and then back to present day, and then you tell something from the 50s. There's no, that's not a continuity. That's just taking kind of the, the base parts of what Batman is and kind of plugging them into these different time, times and places. And that's not an evolution. And having the events from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s all connect together and informs the character how they're writing it now. 
It just does. Even even if they were picking and choosing, it would still it would still make the character different. But that's essentially what all the creators do now. I mean, that except is, Morrison, that counts everything. Well, no, 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 Every no. Creator, and, I'm sure and, Scott Snyder. And that is, and that is what he likes. And that is what they do now. But you yeah. don't like them doing it now either. So, what would you prefer? I I would prefer having a writer and an artist on that book for give me give me twenty five, give me thirty five, give me fifty, give me. A he number keeps of getting is so greedy. Get, get, he get, started at twenty five and now he's at fifty. Because the, the more it. the more that I think about it, give me a long run and don't give me an end date. Work on a book, man. Like say I'm the creative. We're the creative team of this book and we're going to steer this book, you know, indefinitely until until we get tired of it or whatever. But not until the backlog of six issues that I drew last year is up and then we're done. Like work on the book. Whatever happened to that? And that's what I want to see. I want to see Bendis and Bagley. I want to see JMS and Ramita Jr. I want to see a long-standing creative team work and mold a character for years and years and years. I don't know. Snyder and Capullo, 36, 37 issues now? I like Yeah. 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 Give or and take a handful. For And for better or for worse, that's the kind of stuff that I want to see. Not, oh, Grant Morrison's going to be on it for, you know, he's going to change the way the character is for fucking seven issues, and well, then he's off. There's no there's no rule under this format that says it's only a finite number of issues. Like, if Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo roll up and they're like, hey, we have some pretty big plans on this book, you think we can just roll with it? DC could be like, yeah, just go. go I'm not saying on. that there's a rule, it's just the, the industry standard. And I'm also not saying that this is a DC thing, it happens at Marvel as well. But I want to see the best creators, and, and nothing against up-and-coming talent or anything like that, but man, I want to see my favorite guys on these books. I want to see Jim Lee paired up with the best writer to handle a book, like Scott Snyder to handle Superman or something like that. Oh, shit, that didn't work. <laughs> so what you're saying is that you don't want reboots for your comic book series. Um... I Getting don't, back to the question from the dealy chili wheelie. Sometimes you have to go a long way around to get to the answer. <laughs> yes, um, I, I don't want to see a reboot. I prefer long-form stories with long-time creators attached to the character um, so you can really get a feeling of who it is and the, 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 the driving force behind it. And is it I, especially galling to you now that Marvel is rebooting things so frequently? Yeah, I don't yeah. like that. That's probably part of the reason why I don't buy as many Marvel books as as you two claim that I buy every you single too. week. <laughs> when do I claim that? Every time you're like, see, see, Marvel's on me. <laughs> but I, I really don't. I, I, I don't buy Spider-Man anymore just because I don't like the creative team on it. I don't feel like they're... The, the, all these oh, reboots and all these changes. You're getting your wish, Sonny Jim. Dan Slott's been on that book for like two decades now. Mm. Two decades. Um, I've, I, good creators. <laughs> How about that? Good creators. Yeah, I'm, I would agree with you for the most part in that I'm not really in favor of reboots typically either. However, I'm about to like make a huge exception to that rule. Oh, boy. I was really excited with the new 52 when they relaunched it. 
And that was a fucking reboot. I mean, like, it doesn't get more rebooty than that. And they did it, and for what they attempted to do, I no, think they did it kind of an well. exception because it was so big. It really was. But traditionally, I would prefer a new writer come on a book, a book that's desperately in need of, like, some fresh ideas and a new take on the storytelling, a whole new perspective, and, and just offer... Like, just take that character and kind of, this is the next evolution of him, rather than, you know what, we got to start from ground zero again. So, overall, reboots, movies, much more acceptable than in comic books. Agreed. Unless you're the Marvel Universe now. Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is locked in to no reboots for... What's the last 20, date? 2020 that we that we know of. Do we feel like that's the same with the DC universe since they have all the their their dates out they're there? And, as far as we I know, mean, we just know less about that universe than we know about until the Marvel. DC starts stringing legitimate shit together. As, they, can, all, they can go wherever they want. There's the already one. But do you think that they're really? But right do you, now. they do? But do you think that they're really going to change the tone? Of their films, it's um, more likely that they will. It's, yeah, it's it's more likely. It's possible, but I don't think it's likely yeah, it's either li way. It's more likely that DC is going to be able to knock movies out or add stuff in and move along because they haven't done anything yet. But Marvel, yeah, I mean, Marvel's it's, locked into it's, it's possible, but I don't think it's likely at all. I think they're going to try to follow that schedule that they have set out there. Yeah, I think so too. But they have the room to move since they haven't done anything yet. But Marvel has already laid all this foundation, so they're locked in. I think it's a safe bet that they're that what they're doing is working. They have yeah. an extremely successful track record. So being locked into something that makes billions of dollars, I don't think is a bad thing. No, but if one of these movies fails, I mean, it's going to hitch up the entire process if something else is dependent on what that movie does. But, you know, with their track record so far, I mean, it's hard to imagine that's going to happen. DC and, is... and this is why we say you're a Marvel zombie. For the record, because I every, said that. Did everyone a, see how quick Ian jumped I, to Marvel's I, defense? No, I, I when said that, was that brought up? some of the most successful movies that have a great track record. Mo movies, not comic book movies, have a great track record. We all happen to like them. We can go back into the archives, even though we're liking to change the way that we feel about them now because it's nice and convenient. We like those movies. How's it convenient? Because for the sake of argument, we're changing the way that we feel about it. Because you know that I'm going to argue for the movies. I, list, I, I listened to our last episode, and what really made me laugh was when we brought up uh, the potential of me and Matt fighting after episode 7. And when Ian and I left Attack of the Clones, I immediately disliked it. And Ian was furious that I would say such a thing. So we really need to keep an eye on Ian coming out of bad movies because after Thor the Dark World and Attack of the Clones, he was throwing tens all over the place. He was making it rain high ratings. I think that tens is an incorrect number. That's not what I gave it. I didn't give it a ten. I but there was... is already one reboot on DC's agenda with Green Lantern. Albeit, yeah, not from. They put that thing as they, they far, put that as far out. It's on the horizon. Yeah, I think I can see it's, it. It's not even. It's still. It's still nighttime. <laughs> is it Hal Jordan? 
Yeah, it, the, yeah. That, that's the, Albeit the that's light another five from years hasn't away. arrived. Right. <laughs> Is it John Stewart, Guy Gardner? I think those are some boobs. Yeah. It might be a lady. Green Lantern's light is still working its way around the hemisphere. Dommy, you want to spin that wheel? Let's the spin that wheel. The wheelie There it goes. Wait, hold on. Wait, is he going yet? There. Yeah, he's fine. Kenzie! This will be a nice short segment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can you tell us the question? The question is, two four barrels on a high-rise intake versus supercharger, pros and cons, dot, 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 go. Exclamation uh, point. Tom. Com- comic, book co- com- comic book podcast, comic books related to superheroes, superheroes related to superchargers, go. That's my answer. Wait, what's what's the second part of the question? Uh, pros and cons of the high-rise intake versus the what? Supercharger. Supercharger. Um, seeing that I work in the automotive industry, I'm the yeah. This is really you. I'm one like, that is most well versed in this, and I can honestly say that I don't really know what that is. That's an engine, right? Yes. Is that right? Yeah, we're talking mechanical. Stuff. Okay. How about how about we take part of this question? Pros and cons. And turn pros it and cons. In, pros and cons. And turn Go. it into something we can all discuss, which is favorite pop culture vehicle. Ah! Oh. I like it. And since you came up with that, Paul, go. I'm not ready. I just came up with the question. My load's spent. Ah! Dry loads. <laughs> Matt, go. Ooh, it's a tough one. But let's um, limit it to cars, trucks. You can't say the Millennium Falcon. Okay, I was going to say, can we go movie, TV, and cartoon? Sure. Movie, TV, yeah. cartoon. You can even do... Earth vehicle. Do you want top three? Can we can't do that? Be, can't be a Transformer. Come on. No. no. They're robots in disguise, not cars. What else is there? It's got to be a real, Jesus a real car. Oh, well, well, it's the Batmobile it. and nothing else. I'm going to... Uh, what? In no order, I'm just going to say Kit from Light Rider. Nice. Oh, uh, okay. It's got Why? This, Why? Um, it talks to you. So you can... You know, regardless, there's no such thing as a long, boring night, night trip. Like any road trip, you've got entertainment. From the Night Industries 2000. Um, <laughs> K-I-T-T. Um, pros and cons. Um, I hate this Sleek black sports car. T-tops. It's a pretty slick ride. Yeah, it's a pretty slick ride. You, go, you got the, ride. the laser, the, the woo-woo up front. <laughs> you got that thing. Great theme song. Yes. I'm not looking the theme song up. But, um, you know. I don't know. Just always had, a lot of gadgets. A lot of gadgets, a lot of buttons. It looked really cool at night. Just it looked like a looked oh, like a plain cockpit. I believe Kit had gas expenditure, had oil slicks. Yes, there was glass oil slicks. The 2014 version would probably have machine guns. Probably. Some kind of some kind of gun. Yeah, probably. So I'm, I'm 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 putting it down. I'm going Knight Rider's car. Very nice. Cool. It's one of my three. So you have a top three ready to go? No, that was just the first car that came to my mind that I can pretty much have an argument for that I can say I like the vehicle. We Ian, don't. We do don't have Ian. Do you have something for us? 
sure. The DeLorean from Back to the Future would probably be the one vehicle that I would like to use the uh, most. That's pretty awesome. Because I have a lot of shit that I want to go back and change. So, <laughs> Ian, a future past. <laughs> Whenever. <laughs> Hopefully it works out like Groundhog Day Ian. and or the X-Men franchise Ian, that I wanted. Ian of Future Past <laughs> involves Ian going back and trying time after time to fuck some girl <laughs> until it really happens. That's what I meant by a lot of things that I want to change. <laughs> I'm going to keep trying to hit this. But see, as as minority... There's only a limit of time that I want to go back. Like, I don't want to go very far back in the future. I would even go early 70s. Like, I, yeah, it's, it's pretty. I hear some stories. It's pretty bad. So, like, the 80s, 90s, that shit was pretty safe. Maybe, maybe the late 70s when the Steelers were winning and Pirates. I might want to see all that shit. But like the 60s, no, no, you don't, yeah, you don't, I don't want, want any of that. that. No. And then it gets worse as you go back. <laughs> if I ac accidentally ended up in the third Back to the Future movie, that would have been a really sad fucking ending. Like, cause quick, I'd have been. Well, where's wait? It was it was where's what's that fucking neighborhood called? Hill Valley. Hill, yeah, where's yeah, that? Where's Hill that's Valley. California, California, right? Yeah. So, but still, it's the 1800s. So you know. Yeah, but it wasn't Hill Valley, Alabama. Yeah, yeah but no. there's some what if that happened? He's going to be doing some work that he's not really proud of doing. For real. Sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't San Francisco. Jesus <laughs> So, yeah, that would be the vehicle that I would want because it would come in handy, I think. Matt? I know it's a boring choice, but I think the Batmobile. Um, Which Batmobile? Remember, there's been a couple reboots to the Batmobile. Yeah, there. I mean, because you could be jumping out of the '60s Batmobile. The which '60s one. Dick. What? It didn't do anything. <laughs> the '60s Batmobile did suck dick, like Ian in the Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it. I think it was. Pretty cool, actually. I think it looked amazing, but it, it looked cool, but it but didn't do a lot. My, I mean, I'm though, going back in time, motherfucker. Even, that's true. Even though I grew up with the '60s one, and that was kind of my first Batman, I really think the one that I really connected with was um, probably the 1989. 89, yeah. Still, probably the best Batmobile to date. Uh, yeah, probably. It was, that or the the animated series Batmobile. Yeah, but you can't drive that because we're not cartoons. But we said we said cartoons. We said cartoon was allowed. The mystery machine counts. Yeah, mystery it does. Machine counts. But like, what did that do? Did it do anything? Got you from point A to point B with a load of hash in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Fred and Daphne what it does. Like, are we sure? Oh! <laughs> Got you from point. P to B. <laughs> Point D to B. Ask, ask Red Daphne and Scooby what it does. Oh, Poor Scooby. Uh, Three-way. Matt, too far. Did I go too far? Too there far. All right, Paul. We don't trade in bestiality on this podcast. All right, Paul, what do you got? Uh, probably just for sentimental value, I'm going to go with the General Lee. Oh, just good old boys. Just a souped-up, 
car that's gonna burn some ass on the road and pick up some tail on that guy. Yeah. Safe driving Wait, it in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, just a just a cool car. I grew up watching uh, Dukes of Hazard. I always thought it was was really slick. It was such a bummer when I realized what that the logo on the top meant. It just wasn't some cool fucking thing that these awesome guys driving around yeah, I think had. Was, I was like, oh man, I like that. I think it was a bummer for most of us. <laughs> Runner up, it's the Supernatural Impala. Going modern. Mm-hmm. That does fit under pop culture, so. I would love to go back in time and, you know, score some chicks over and over again, but... Take some solid, some solid muscle cars. Maybe stop some assassinations and you know <laughs> the, things like that. Good things, good things. You only thought of that now. <laughs> Once your dick was beat up from scoring so much in the past, tail you were like, "Oh uh, fuck, I, I better save check that, cra- that crazy knoll out real quick." <laughs> All right, do we want to spin the spin the wheel again? Or? Yeah, let me spin it. Danny. Danny. Danny's question was. Is this Daniel doing? No, this isn't Daniel doing. This is Daniel Danny Malave that works with me. And sounds ethnic. Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Turned to me today after he saw the post on the page because he's a fan, and said, "Has Dealy Chili Wheelie?" More importantly, has he left a review? No, but Danny, he's... we're gonna do your fan submitted question. The least you can do is leave a five star review. Five star review. Bad, bad review portion of it, but five stars. Yeah, and you know what, Kenzie, and who's and Darcy? This goes for you guys too. Leave a review. Darcy already has super fan. Um, sometimes co-host of the show. Oh yeah, that's right. Big fan. So Danny's question is, who is the best Robin Hood impersonator, Arrow or Hawkeye? And we can even turn this question to, who do you like more? Green Arrow, Hawkeye. Dom, go. Ollie, Hawkeye, or Green Arrow. That's a confusing (laughs) It really is. I like Ollie. Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow. Well, if we're taking the question... At face value, Ollie is the better Robin Hood impersonator because, because he's he does Robin Hood things. Hawkeye's yes. an Avenger. Failing well, the city, all that stuff. More importantly, he looks exactly like Robin Hood. Right. Especially in the Mike Grell uh, Green, Ar- Green Arrow series. Basically Green Arrow up until a few years ago. Right. But even the Arrow version of Green Arrow the looks like Robin Hood. Right. Right. Hawkeye. For the new millennium. Last time I checked, Robin Hood never wore purple. Did he wear green, though? I mean... Actually... Hawkeye? No, Robin Hood. If memory Robin serves... Hood, he probably I'm thinking did. Earth Kev- Tones. Kevin Costner, brown. Earth Tones. Kevin Costner, Favorite Robin Hood. Purple. Favorite Robin Hood. Do we have one? The Fox from Disney's Correct. Robin Hood. Correct! That's the right answer. <laughs> the I don't Fox give a shit Disney's what anybody says. I know his English accent sucked, but Kevin Costner for me. I'm going with Matt. Kevin Costner. That's that's my Robin Hood. 
It's and mine he didn't too. wear brown. It was green. Earth tones. Wasn't there a little bit of purple well, in there somewhere? No. Like his they didn't have purple in the. That's that true. Time period. I mean, you'd have to grind up a lot of lilac to get purple back in the day. Is that, what, so. is that how you got color in your yes garments? I would, I, I would think so. Right. Ian's wearing a purple shirt. He knows how to. He knows how to get the color. That's how the Pittsburgh Maulers shirt was Ian, made. In lilac. the Wild West, how did you get the color lilac? I just blew some dudes. And <laughs> <laughs> Stole their They lilacs. gave me purple stuff. <laughs> it was pretty simple when they I went gave back me in time. Purple stuff. <laughs> yeah, I. I think, yeah, Green Arrow has to be the best. Well, who's is, is the Fox and the Hound Robin Hood your favorite Robin Hood? Yeah. Legitimately? Legitimately. Ian? It's yeah. my favorite Robin Hood. Yeah, I mean, that's the Robin Hood. Hood Lolly. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Tom, I hope you that's... enjoyed your time on the podcast. That's probably the Robin Hood film that I've watched the most. Disney, I haven't seen that Disney in one. so long. I would like that to be my answer, but I can't legitimately pick it. Yeah, the, the Kevin Kevin Costner Robin Hood. That's, that's, it's that's a real close second. That's the one. I was listening to I love the, Robin Hood, um, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. I was listening to the Prince of Thieves soundtrack probably a month or two ago. The score? The score. The I, uh, <laughs> oh! oh! Sore spot. <laughs> the score. The musical score... By the late, great Michael Kamen, who also wrote the score to the original X-Men movie. Um, no? No, that's a cartoon show. Uh -huh. It was a good try. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, as I was listening to it, this is one of the best scores for a movie I have ever heard. I think it's that good. I'll agree. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good... Like, the opening the opening scene... Oh my god, it's awesome. The it's opening scene with that, that score, the score right there is fantastic. And, it, and it just... It's great, like, the whole way. Like, listen to it, like, on Spotify sometime, and it's just, like, beginning to end. You it's know where you're great. at in the movie when you hear it. Yeah. Subliminal. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of the Disney Robin Hood... A, he does wear green, so correct. Arrow is the best Robin Hood out of these two. But I can't stop looking at this picture of King John. Prince John. This Prince John. He's a spoiled fucking lion sucking his thumbs. Like, oh, fuck, Super yeah. duper silly looking. And I I instantly remember oh, that. It was I, that. I love that Robin Hood. It's amazing. Did I watched it I watched on Netflix like three months ago. Did you guys see the piece of shit with Russell Crowe? I didn't. I was going to ask you guys. I didn't think that was a piece of shit. I thought it was fine. But I don't think it was a piece of shit. I think it was closer to a piece of shit than fine. What was bad about it? It was a Ridley Scott film. Russell Crowe. Morgan Freeman. He was pretty grossly miscast. Morgan Freeman was in Prince of Thieves, I'm pretty sure. Oh, he was. I'm looking right there. <laughs> Your, I didn't. Your people are so disappointed. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson would be like, uh, "Dude, we don't all look alike." I wish I had a good Morgan was, Freeman impression to beat you down with. Is there a black guy in the uh, in the <laughs> new you one? Know this? There's, there. Oh, they're so upset with you right now. I didn't see it. I just said I didn't see it. it uh, I'll look it up. <laughs> it was, um, it was really forgettable. He was like, he didn't feel like Robin Hood to me at all. He just felt like a guy that fought against other guys. Oh, it was Bernie during, Mac. During that time. What? 
The uh, yeah, um, Matt, I I agree. Like while I was while I'm watching it, I'm like, all right, you know, this is decent movie. It's okay, but there's nothing really memorable about it. There's no real takeaways. Like even now, I can't think of what my favorite part of that movie would even be. Entertaining, but forgettable. Whereas Prince of Thieves, like, had... You know what was so great about that movie, aside from the score, was... Brian Adams. I felt like it had a great, um, like, cast of characters. Some new characters, plus the existing ones, I felt like slipped... Like, those actors slipped right into the roles. And then you had, like... Even Christian Slater's Will Scarlet character was cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Azeem... Uh, Morgan Freeman's Azim. Oh, he was fucking awesome in that. <laughs> <laughs> and he had that badass sword. Yeah. There was even that scene the where scene he, where he, pulls, he it out pulls it out and the guy, out runs, and the guy runs away. Yeah. And, and you had the sheriff's cousin, um, Michael Wincott, who has like the deepest voice this side of Darth Vader. Alan Rickman was in this piece? Have oh, you yeah. even seen this movie? It's been a long time. Alan, Alan Rickman, Rickman's amazing. Alan movie. Rickman was the sheriff. What was the, When was the last time you guys all Are saw this? Are you fucking this? for real? Like, About three yeah, months what, ago, right after I watched it. Disney. Yeah, no, when was the last... Yes, I'm for real. When was the last time you saw this movie? I don't months know, ago. Maybe, maybe within the last year or two? I, I haven't seen it since 1993. So. Yeah, I haven't seen it since at least you know the 90s. But I've seen it so uh, much. Just off the top I, of my head. Yeah, I saw it three months ago. And it's such a distinct, epic, memorable movie... That you remember so it. much of that stuff has stayed with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah, I forgot it. I love the sequence when when Robin Hood fights Little John with the, the, the sticks and the wood and the yeah. Yep. Every time I had, every time I found like a stick like that, you uh-huh. always use the bow staff. And, Shit! Can we just stop this really? podcast was this, now? And go was watch this when you weren't too busy was, play acting as Dom the Dumpster Yossi? No, this was probably during that same time. And it could also. Second as your bow staff as Donatello. Correct, my favorite Ninja Turtle. So you were just using that prop to, oh, who else has a bow? Who else has a Gambit. bow? Gambit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get the Cajun accent. So Tim I... Drake Robin. I could be Tim Drake Robin. Favorite bow staff character, go. Donatello. Tim Drake Robin. Mm. I'll probably have to go Donatello Matt. Probably, oh shit, Tim Drake. You could say Little John from. No. Okay. You can say turned down for what? (laughs) You can say Gambit. Oh man, it's so. You can say Chitara. Donatello and and Robin. Oh, sexy and dangerous. Mm, I might be changing my pick. (laughs) I said you could say Chitara. I'll probably go Donatello. I feel like the bow staff is. more tethered to the character than it is Robin. So I'm going to go Donatello. I changed. Chitara. Me too. Chitara. Dom? Donatello. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, the green, green Arrow and Robin Hood, man. Hell Easy. yeah. That's good. Do we want to spin, spin the wheel again? Does, Paul, Paul do you want to spin the wheel? Let's get, let's spin that dealy chili wheelie. Uh, spin it again. I got Darcy again. All right, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, Teresa. Ooh. Ooh. 
Lisa has oh, things yeah. Paul hates. Ooh. Appropriate. <laughs> you know what really oh. sucks? We're you know Wait, what we're, are... we're at the one hour mark of the podcast, and we just hit a topic that's going to go for about five or six hours. What are we? What are we? What are we picking? You're like our favorite things that I hate. Things that make us the maddest because I hate them. I think everything that you stop us from talking about on this My open forum podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, what 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 do we think that you stand in the way of us talking so about? So this isn't on a question show? for me at all. No, no, you no. get to I mean, listen. Nobody asked you really. Sit back and listen. on the wheel, and now your job's done. Yep. <laughs> so, what kind of things he doesn't like? Not Chinese food. Yeah, yeah, off, off the Video show games. kind of. Yes, that's true. Can we do this, please? No, no, no. Keep going. What other things do you hate? Uh, prequels. Okay. Paul's killing this category. He's winning by <laughs> lamps. He is totally winning. He's winning this category. Uh, the '90s comics. 90s yeah, comics. that's where I was not, gonna not go. Not so, not so much. Yeah, he not loves so '90s music. I can, I can, I can do some. But he doesn't comments. like. He, he doesn't have the nostalgia comments. that we have. So when we start getting deep into there, it, there, he has to eject just because he wasn't there for that. There are blatant comments. times when I just check out like video games and Chinese food. Right, like there are things that he hates that he that he hates so vehemently that he still participates like his hatred of the prequels. It's it's a love hate. With the prequels, because I love the brand, but I hate those movies. Right, you love to hate them. Well, they're... Yeah. They were written to hate. <laughs> were they? They were written with episodes 7, 8, and 9 in mind, knowing that these get so much hate that these get nothing but love. Yeah? That's, yeah. Is that, it was an yeah. elaborate plan. Tom, go sit on that side yeah. of the table <laughs> with the other hater. <laughs> I am on that half the table. So Dominic, sorry. what else do I hate? Uh, the guy from the comic shop, Jeff. Oh, fuck that dude, man. <laughs> whoa, wait, wait. This, this just got really interesting. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do tell. Oh, it's just some It's some guy that's just really loud and has a bad Pittsburgh accent. Is it a customer? The, yeah, yeah, it's a customer. The Pittsburgh accent. I hate the Pittsburgh accent. And if anyone hears me do it on the show, please call me out because I need put in my place. To stray away from it. Pittsburghese is a pretty disgusting dialect. It it's it sounds very uneducated. And, yeah. And uh, coincidentally, Sharply has the thickest one of us here. <laughs> we could say that because he's in the bathroom. That's right. He just left. So when he comes back and he listens to this in a couple days, he's gonna be like, "What the fuck, man?" I think in a couple days, we're gonna get some text tonight at two in the morning, and he's gonna be like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wake up to an What's angry text. Be like? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, some other things that you hate. Um, you hate football. Uh, I don't hate football. You don't? I'm just disinterested in football. I don't hate it. I'll, if there's if I'm just bumming around the house, I'll put it on. All right. So it seems like video games might be the thing you hate the most that we've kind of covered. Yeah, it's not even that I hate video games. I'm just I don't I don't play video games. You don't like any so of the I'm, classic I'm totally stuff. Out of that conversation. That, you don't like any of the classic stuff that I think me, Matt, and Dom played 
whenever we were kids. I don't know what I don't well, know you what guys, you were doing in the nineties. You guys, well, you guys even get into like late nineties, like PlayStation games and stuff. I thought you played some of that stuff. Oh, man. fuck that shit. You had a PlayStation Three. Yeah, I, all we I, played Silent Hill together. Yeah, that was it. That was Silent a moment in the hockey games. That's it. Why did you like Silent Hill? It wasn't even mine. It was our my roommate's. Did no, it was, it was, it was me. Yours? It was mine. I brought it over. I was leaving one night, and I was like, hey, man, like, we got to listen to like the opening theme to this game because it's really creepy. And we played it for five hours after we listened. Because you were leaving? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we had, um, we had but a couple ben, ben wee hours of the morning nights. Ben played it, and me and you sat on the couch and solved all the problems. The brain trust. Yeah, that's what we were, too. Mm -hmm. I can still remember... Um, I forget what the nurse's name is in that, in the first Silent Hill. But when she dies, holy heartbreaking! Fuck, I was bummed the fuck out. Yeah. Super sad. It's a good game. Silent Hill. I tried uh, a video game this weekend, actually called the The Last of Us. They I've had heard it, good things. I found it on sale. Is that the one with the backwards trailer when the first game came out? No, that no, was Dead, Dead Island. Island. That trailer is sad as fuck, man. Yeah, that's I know a we've talked crazy about trailer. it before, but... But, uh, no, The Last of Us is kind of a post-apocalyptic kind of Father thing. Father and daughter? Yes. So, yeah, but it's not his daughter. Uh. However, in the very beginning of the game, you are with your daughter. But, um, and it's, it's like the most intense beginning to a video game I have ever seen in my life. Because it starts out where you're... You play as the daughter, like this 10-year-old girl, and the um, the girl wakes up in the middle of the night, and the phone's ringing, and she answers, and it's like her uncle, and he gets cut off, and she doesn't know what's going on, and she's like real sleepy, so like your character's kind of stumbling as she's walking, because she's kind of like sleep drunk, and then she goes into the, into the master bedroom, and there's uh, the TV's on, you see like some crazy news stories, and... On the TV, like, there's an explosion, then she looks out the window, and you see, like, near where the city is, out the window, a big explosion. She's like, holy shit. So then she, you go downstairs, and you're playing this whole time. You go downstairs as the little girl, and, the, and you go into, like, the den, and the dad comes in through, like, the sliding glass window, and he's, like, kind of bloody, and he's like, are you okay? And, um... He's like, I was just over at the Millers or whatever, and they're, they're sick, they're crazy. And uh, he's like, stay away from the window. So me, as the player, I go like right up to the window. I'm like, oh, what, what? So I don't see anything out the window. And then all of a sudden, this guy like runs up to the window. And he's like bloody. He's like crazy zombie. And um, breaks through the glass. And dad like shoots him. And then you, this is all like seamless too. Then you go out of the front door and you get into the truck. And you start driving like through. And you're just seeing all this destruction and shit around you. And you crash the truck and you have to like traverse through the city. And it's so fucking intense. Next thing you know, you're, you're, um, you take over as the dad because the girl gets hurt and you're carrying her because your leg is broken or something. And you're carrying her. And next thing you know, you guys get shot. And she gets shot in the stomach and she dies. Like right there in the opening minutes of the game. Fuck. Wow. It's so fucking heavy. And I was like, holy crap. There's not many games that have ever really, like, moved me like that. So, That's really intense. good. 
Really good. PlayStation game. Four game is it's that right? It's the remastered or? one. It was originally a PS3 game, and now it's remastered on the PS4. I got it for twenty four dollars. How could I pass that up? Twenty four bucks. That's that's a good buy. I'm thinking about getting uh PlayStation Four on Black Friday because they're doing a uh, Lego Batman Three bundle. Yeah. So I think if I'm uh-huh. gonna. Just, is- I think three ninety nine. Like three ninety nine, but you get two games with yeah, you get, it. Is that you get, good enough of a game to make you want to purchase it? Or, one of them. Or there other the hockey ga- game. I'd buy the I'd buy the hockey game. Because Madden at this point won't even drive me to buy no, PlayStation Four. But you know what might make me that Shadows of Mordor game looks fucking awesome. Like I might check that out. Yeah. I see a lot of headlines about that that I'm disinterested in reading. Really. I still think that I I have it. I've played it. Mm-hmm. I think Batman's better. Yeah. The Arkham games. Hmm. You know the the franchise. It's not really a franchise. <laughs> Those little one-off video games yeah. that are kind of like here and there, yeah. and maybe some people pay but, attention to it, or maybe not. But anyway, um, I know that these are things that Paul hates, but he's not he's not copping to hating anything. He's just like eh, I'm just indifferent. But he is. What I will say I about this. I love everything. It's he's, fine. He can no, make. the Pits- Pittsburgh geese I hate. Do you really hate it, or do you, like, kind of it. love it? Pittsburgh geese? Oh, it's so Are silly and funny. No, it's terrible. Oh, it's it's so terrible. I, I, I really funny, do though. think that one that's of the big legitimate. things for him is Star Wars. I think that's one of the big things that you fucking hate. But you love to hate it. I love Star Wars. I love what I love about Star Wars. You love less than half of Star Wars. I love... I love... More than half of Star Wars, because I don't hate all of the prequels. Okay. There's stuff I love about the prequels, and I of, of course love the original trilogy right. in all of its flawless glory. <laughs> I love Rebels. I borrowed that fucking book off of you because I'm all in. Yeah, how far have you gotten in that, by the way? Um, not too much further. It slowed down Did since it? last we checked in. Oh. A lot of, a lot of setup. A lot of why the Empire is going to this mining planet, and a lot of. Like, government, why they're there, and how mm. the planets run, and all that did stuff. Did you read the book, Pat? I did not read it yet. Oh, how dare you. I risked life and limb to give you that book. It's a beautiful collector's item. It's signed on the shelf and everything. Well, now it's in Paul's hateful hands. But... I'm just I'm just passionate. And since I'm so passionate about Star Wars... I can't even look at him while he's saying this. <laughs> It just manifested itself hatred. It played right into his spiel that he's doing right I I just get so mad about the stuff that I don't like. But getting back, and I know this is totally going off the rails a little bit here, but why not? We have more spins to get to. Do we? Dami had mentioned that um, he's going to go ahead and maybe get a PS4 on Black Friday. You guys, is there any Black Friday shit that you guys are looking for this year at all? Not really, man. I'm no. looking for a pretty low-key Christmas this year. I don't have anything really on the horizon. Like I said, like maybe that um, that Lord of the Rings game would maybe make me want a PlayStation Four, but not really. Like I, not I, not. I so agree. It's got to make me want. I want you, want to want you to both to get a PS4 because that means my friends list increases, <laughs> and that makes me feel better about. My I have a PS3. Commitment. You can still add me as a friend. There. We're already friends on. You. Well, then why do you need uh, me a friends on two systems? Because I can't play anything with you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Like all I do is see that. Oh, Dom Yosi's watching Netflix. Well, that's fucking great. That what does that do for me? My gaming has gone down considerably with the. I've seen Ian on for five days straight doing just Netflix. 
Because that's what I do. Netflix. I do Amazon Instant Video right before bed. I'll throw on like an episode of Roseanne or... I can't tell you the Man's last Children. video game that I play. Oh, no, I can't. Um, While it was like 10... Ten- Episodes of Roseanne are married with children. Why don't you watch like Flash or Arrow or Constantine? Because I put it on right before else. I go to sleep. I don't even make it through a full yeah, episode. Yeah, because you'll fall asleep during the episode. And I, then you wake up and then you're like, oh, there's Flashback. Well, I watched the first five minutes. You're like, no, it's all right. I but literally then... fell asleep trying to watch um, the last two episodes of Gotham that I watched. I fell asleep during each one of them. You shouldn't be so sleepy, buddy. Maybe they need to be better. Ugh. Ooh. I played that Mickey Mouse... Uh, Castle of Illusion, the remastered Sega game. Yeah. I bought that for like 10 bucks and played that like 10 months ago. On what? PS3? PlayStation 3. Or, bought yeah, from the PlayStation store. 3. Oh, okay. yeah. I bought the Simpsons video game on the PlayStation Network. Oh, that's cool. I just don't, I don't know. Video games don't have the same magic that they used to have. I still really enjoy you hearing about them. The right, we need to talk. Paul, don't worry. It'll be post-show. I was going to say, we talked for hours but we time. need to talk about games. Well, we're still on the pain. we're still on the topic. Things Paul hates, so you're, you're still on topic. Oh, okay. Well, Ian, let me tell you. These are the these are the games I think you should get that will make you a happy and healthy PlayStation video game owner, player, player slash owner. Give, give me your top three. My top three would be. Um, Destiny. I think Destiny is really cool. Um, it's made by the guys that made Halo. If you ever played Halo, I I know of Destiny. I know it's kind of Guardians of the Galaxy looking, but it's a first person shooter. I don't like first person shooters, so I don't know if that's. Oh, you be don't for like? Me. Okay. No. Don't get Destiny. Um, <laughs> what do you like? You like? Um, I like action adventure RPG stuff. Kingdom Mordor. Hearts, Legend of Zelda, those kind of games. Mordor is totally up your alley. Yeah, it sounds elements, really fun. There's cool. RPG elements to it, Paul, that I think... Uh, He's already on NHL.com. What website is he on, Dom? ESPN. Close. But way off. Fantasy Hockey. Oh, Fantasy Hockey, so... That game, I'm trying to think of any other one. I mean, I used to be addicted to Madden. I have since gone to Madden Rehab... I'm all clean now, but I used to be really bad. Yeah, your before pictures were bad. Oh, like, you cleaned up real bad. Straight, you were oh. straight mainlining Tomorrow, that. <laughs> like, there's there's a shitload of, like, new releases just tomorrow alone. The new Grand Theft Auto remastered, and it has a first-person mode, which yeah. I've seen videos of it. You can see yourself running down the street, and you see that you're holding, like, a fucking hatchet. And you can just walk up to people <laughs> on the street and hatchet them in the face. Like, I I like watching people play Grand Theft Auto, but I've never really gotten into it. So, Those open sandbox games here's, with, here's, like, no point. I'm like, I, I don't want to run around the Let city. me give you a point. This is the way me and my friends used to play. Not, I have a different core of friends other than you people. I was going to say, we never did this, so who no, are this these friends? Was, actually, this is before, like, we were really friends. Um, me and, and a group of my other friends would get together Wednesday nights at the comic book store and um, we would hook up the PlayStation 2 and we would put in Grand Theft Auto 3 and we it's a single player game but we made it a, a 
multi multi person game. Vice by, City is that the no, one? no three was Liberty City. Okay, but then we got into Vice City and even San Andreas, which was the one after that. Um, but especially three, we were like we knew that city like the back of our hand. Yeah, and I we knew. Would I find knew all that the city jumps really well. and everything. Yeah, but the idea is. You create as much mayhem as possible. You would you would do the codes where you get all the weapons and you would get the armor so you would last a little bit longer, like getting shot and stuff. So you would like armor up and gear up. Then you would create as much mayhem as possible by like blowing up a few cop cars. That gets their attention. <laughs> and then they start sending in the helicopters yes. and eventually like the FBI and these black SUVs and shit. And the object was just create as much destruction as you can before you get taken down by the cops. And it was always super entertaining just to watch. Like, and I then, love and the watching that shit, but I can't play that. You Why know can't what I mean? you do that? I don't know. It's not fun for me. It's so aimless. Yeah, but, like, you're entertaining your friends, and you're, and everybody's just like, oh, my God, and, like, yeah. you're screaming at the TV. Um, the Truly, like, those are some of my absolute favorite, like, video game memories. Is this random yeah. sprees on? Yeah. Is going off track on Grand Theft Holy Auto. Holy shit, yeah. That was so fun. And it happened so really easily, loved though. About, what? It happened so easily, getting caught off track. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the whole object. We never fucking played the storyline. And we I liked just... the new thing that you can do, which is basically run around in the, you know, the co-op mode, online, and just kill people, and run around and fuck people's, like, missions up. Like, that's funny. That's what I watch my friends I do. I didn't know you could do that. Oh, yeah. yeah you're in the online. big, you know, sandbox world with people that might be doing things for real and just run up to them and fucking kill them. Yeah, like, oh, like, on, like you'd, go on, you'd get online and get in your vehicle and you flag for, like, you flag someone. Like, right, hey, do this quest with me. So they get in your vehicle and then you just drive <laughs> your car off the bridge and then you just jump out the last second and then they drown and then you just run no. somewhere else. Do you <laughs> like... Do you or, like, you take their vehicle and, like, yeah, you drive their, it into the water. Yeah, you take their vehicle because whenever they get their vehicle back, they have to pay five grand <laughs> to get it repaired. I love watching that. Do, do you get negative feedback from other players when you start fucking with people like that? I imagine you do, but there's no, there's no place for it to actually stick. Like, you'll find someone who texts in-game, like, hey, avoid this guy. He's a yeah. super dick. Like who picks your car up and then crashes oh, it? Imagine like, that a dickhead on online video gaming. But no, there, there, there's nothing in the way of like like a Madden game where if you quit the game, that goes against your feedback. There's yeah, like no you feedback have a player in the game profile. Like quit the game this many times, bad rating. See, like, there no, you're just be an a asshole. Real penalty for that kind of bullshit. Oh, I, I love this. That's my favorite be, but, part. But of it. I love watching. That's what makes part of that open sandbox world enjoyable. At time, if you if you're on the game to really play and focus on questing and leveling, yeah, that sucks to get into it. I guess the but, idea is just make sure you're playing with people you know. If you yeah, if sure you're gonna play online time. by yourself, yeah, you're opening your. But like, yourself don't you just when you that. play those kind of games, like you just want to desperately find those people in real life and oh yeah, really Grand Theft Auto <laughs> them. Now we have two choices here in the last couple of minutes. We can, we can spin the wheel one more time and, and do another question. We have a question submitted from a fan as well. Would we like to do fan question or do we want to do, do we want to spin the wheel one more time and say a fan question for another day? How much time do we have left? I, I'd say 15 minutes. Yeah. We could probably do the fan we question. We could do, well, the theme tonight's the wheel. <clears throat> okay. We will do the fan question next week then. 
right. Well, why don't we spin the wheel and see what it lands on? If we don't like well, it. Well, that's then. what. Okay, yeah, that's what we'll do. Um, did you spin the wheel yet? Matt? I, I spun it once. And you spun it, and then and you spun it. Did you spin it, Dom? Or did I'm you spinning just... it right now. Well, spin it here. Spin it. Good old Jason Kumpf Miller. Jason's question is, if I could recast one role in a superhero movie, who would I recast? Jason Kumpf Miller of some of the softest hands I've ever seen playing hockey. I was going to say, you better hurry up and <laughs> yeah, finish that sentence. Yikes. Ooh, recasting of a character. They already did it. They got that bum Tobey Maguire out and recast him with Andrew Garfield. I'm just playing, Matt. I'm just playing. <laughs> Them's fighting words. If there's anyone I can think of recasting, it would have to be probably an older-based movie. Because everyone, like, all the newer Marvel characters that they've casted were either questionable at the start, and then once I saw it, it fit in, like Chris Pratt as Star-Lord... Or they've almost just nailed the role in the way of like um, Robert Downey Jr. and like Chris Evans. Like they've nailed the characters that they've been cast for. So if I'm if I'm recasting a character, it would have to be like a prior character. Like I we discussed earlier um, um, with Ghost Rider. Maybe recast Nicolas Cage in that. Uh huh. Um, Who would you have? That wouldn't have saved that movie though. No. I yeah, I mean, there were a lot of things wrong with the fucking Ghost Rider movies. The CG was kind of wonky. Oh, I'm not, I'm the story not was bad. Who's and the then guy? Nicolas Cage sucked. Who's the big biker-looking guy from Lost with the blonde hair? From Lost? Sawyer? Yeah, would he be... Josh Hall or Josh uh, yeah, Holloway? Yeah, would he be a good recast for Ghost Rider? I don't know that much about Ghost Rider, so I don't know what Danny Ketch... Yeah. Is that one of the Ghost That's Riders? That's the 90s one. Who's, Can, who's the original one? Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. Would he be a good Johnny Blaze? I mean, I th I think if they're going to do Ghost Rider again, they're going to go with the version that they currently have, which is would be a Hispanic the actor. The new one? Yeah. So you think, go with Danny Trejo would be the best Ghost Rider, I think. <laughs> Danny Trejo. Is Danny is Johnny Blaze? No, it's the, As the new Trejo. one. Danny Trejo is, is in his 60s. Wouldn't and that be amazing? Like in the and he's also books. like five foot four, so I don't know who I would cool. recast, but I'd probably I might recast Michael Clark Duncan as the kingpin. <laughs> well, you would have to, <laughs> asshole. You would you would take Vincent D'Onofrio out and put Michael Clark Duncan back in? No. For the Daredevil movie, I would take Michael Clark was, Duncan out. He was badly cast. Yeah. Uh, and who would you cast? That's like I just said. I don't know who I would recast it, but that's a character yeah, try to that attention. I did not. <laughs> yeah, that's a character that I do not think was cast properly. So I'm just putting the name up. I do not have a replacement. I'm not a casting director. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point. Of you fucking dick. That was so nasty of you. That's the game we're playing here, asshole. That's the point of this segment. Who would you recast him as? Well, well then, do you want us all to sit here in five minutes of silence? I, I don't know. I well, can only that's rename... what you're proposing, because you're like, I'm not a casting director. I, I have know. character, like, that's a character that I know was miscast. 
Who can I was recast? Was it miscast and why was it miscast? You didn't think he was threatening? Not he threatening. Black. Black. No. Uh, not threat. Not threatening. Probably didn't. Re- <laughs> Wait, is a black equal threatening? Right. Oh, right. 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 Oh, oh. It depends on how alone you are in your car. <laughs> <laughs> it also depends on who you are because Millville was a little weird for me. Millville was weird. Anyway, but I mo- do- moving on. You don't have an answer. <laughs> no, I don't Matt, have an actual who, character that needs casted. Matt, with an actual who would you recast? You can't say Spider-Man. Um, uh, you know, Andrew Garfield is so polarizing for just, me personally, just because he's so good it. as Spider-Man and so bad as well, not Peter bad. Parker. Not he's bad. not bad. He's just not Peter he's not Parker. Peter Parker. Right. right. He, but Tobey Maguire was Peter Parker, pretty much, but not yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't. I think Tobey Maguire was overall better, but man, did didn't Garfield nail Spider-Man? But anyway, not Spider-Man. I want to pick somebody that hasn't. We haven't even seen a second's worth of footage, or even a still. I think that um, I would probably recast. Only anticipation. I can't think of his name. Um, Motherfucker. You. <laughs> he teased. You casting tease you. I would recast Lex Luthor in the Batman v Superman. Um, what's his name? Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. I was I was looking at a picture of him actually from um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Adventureland. I was going to call it American Land, but that wasn't right. Adventureland. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, in my mind, erasing his hair. That weird fro thing that he's got. Oh my god. And I think he thought that was really good looking. Probably got him like all kinds of action. Poon tang. That's probably his only option. <laughs> he didn't need the little Yeah, I don't think he has a choice. Well, he's going to be really weird to see him bald. I think when you have a Jufro, that's your that's your only go-to. Well, he's going to be, he'll be bald, right? As Lex Luthor, yeah. he's going to be a bald guy. I would hope. And I'm looking at him, and he, he looks kind of bad. He looks like a villain to me. When you look at just his face, he doesn't seem like a lovable kid or anything. But he's like a snarky dickhead. He is, like, that's just it. I, I could be proven wrong, but man, that is, that's just the one that I'm just still shaking my head over. Like, what? Like, I know Ben Affleck was controversial. Um, um, Jason Momoa is going to be Aquaman. He doesn't fit the profile at all. That's controversial. But th- there's aspects, I think, that you can be like, oh, okay, yeah. But, man, Jesse Eisenberg, I just don't... I don't see it from really any angle how that one's going to work. Jason Momoa can still be kingly and imposing and the ruler of the sea, but Jesse Eisenberg, I mean, he doesn't seem like he would fit... Anything that this character represents at all, none of the traits. Who are Actually, you casting? You know what? Who I, you I want to the cast. But now that I'm thinking about it even more, I, I, actually, let me let me revise this. Um, the entire Fantastic Four cast. That's who I would fucking recast. <laughs> actually, with which four actors and actress? Uh, that would be five, wouldn't it? If, are you, if you want to go and actress. If you want to go Von Doom, then correct five. 
Um, Did you hear that rumor that he's not going? He's going to be, be an angry, he's an angry blogger or something. Yeah, like have that. we have we come That's to the hideous. to the realization this movie is going to be? A oh, it's going to be garbage. Pile of shit. I know you've always been, you know, a voice of reason, Dom. But these two that. other co-hosts have was have Dom been a carrying... voice of reason ten minutes ago no, when he signed it with me about the prequels. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Um, but you guys, Paul and Ian, have always sort of carried a torch for this one. A human torch, if you will. Um, <laughs> Flaming head on a pike. <laughs> but you guys are, like, being way more forgiving of it. Have you finally, like, <coughs> seen enough to be like, eh, this movie It sounds, everything that has come out has sounded not good. The Doctor Doom news is really hard to fight against. It sounds bad. So, I think we're going... There's a better chance that we're going to get a really bad movie. Because everything else has been just casting. Like, we don't know... And you can get around We don't casting. know how the characters relate to each other, how they get their powers. We don't know any of that. But we do know concrete stuff about Doom and his character. And how and many times have we been wrong about casting? It's really disappointing. Get upset about a certain actor or actress being cast, and then it turns out it was an inspired pick. Which is why we haven't bash this movie immediately because of casting. But because we're nice and patient. That's right. what we do, right, Paul? We're, we're reasonable. But the Doom news uh, now, makes it really hard Now, to... when the movie comes out and it is a steaming pile of shit, is that going to make me look unreasonable or just... It's going to make you look thoughtful. like Nostradamus. That's it will make, right. It will make but... you look like a correct douchebag. You will still be an asshole, but you will be a correct asshole. That is very similar to you, except for the correct portion. Oh, snap! Yeah, but I own that assholeness. I don't think being that makes me a douchebag by being able to call a spade a spade. No offense. You saying that makes you an asshole. <laughs> I said no offense! <laughs> I realized the insensitivity in it as it came out of my mouth, and then I tried to cushion the blow Super offended. to your sensitive uh, skin. <laughs> <laughs> is calling a spade a spade? A cons- is that a racist That's term? That's a racial slur. Maybe really? in front of a black person it is. Yeah, I don't or know. even half black. I don't know that too. No, it, is, for real, is that a racial thing? A spade, a spade is a, spade? a racial... Calling a spade a spade is not... A racial term, but the term spade is a derogatory term. Right. But that, a spade a spade is not. Right. So I, I was You were cool. Okay. You are totally cool. Anyway, the um, the character that uh, I would recast, it's also in the same realm of we haven't seen one minute of this person on screen. We have seen a picture, but still, and even though I'm a little more confident seeing the Wonder Woman that we're going to see in Batman v Superman. I'm still not sold. I would recast. If it were me, I would go either Gina Carano or Jamie Alexander from Thor The Dark World. I would go with one of those two actresses. Thor The Greatest World. My favorite movie of all time. I think that they have proven to have the physicality that you need for that role. I'm I'm just not totally sold. So that's what I would want to see. Um, yeah, I would like Wonder Woman to be recast. Paul? I would recast Amy Adams' Lois Lane. For as much as I love Man of Steel, as much as I love Amy Adams as an actress, I don't really think she's hard enough to be Lois Lane. Lois Lane should be able to fuck your day out, not 
cut all up with you and watch a romantic comedy. And that's how I feel about Amy Adams. I'm like, ooh, she's so cute, I just want to squeeze her. She's not a ball buster like Lara Flame should be. Right. I would, even though she's a little bit older, I would cast Lois Lane as Mad Chin Amick. Who? Mad Chin Amick. Magic Hammock? Magic From? We would know her from? She was on the short-lived sitcom Freddy, and she's currently on Witches of East End. Oh, I know that chick. She's a little older, but I think the she could canceled play... Witches of East End. Is it? Yeah, I heard that today. But I think she could play Lois Lane to a T, because she has a real hard edge to her. She can play a hard-ass ball buster. And she also looks like she could be a legitimate Pulitzer Prize winner. Uh, you know, that's a really good pick because I think that while, you know, maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger, okay. they could have got a I better Mr. That. Freeze than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Even if they had, that movie still would have sucked ass. But I think that Amy Adams was really miscast as Lois Lane and with a better, not a better actress, but a better fit. That would have been an even better movie. Yeah, I feel like if Amy Adams was legit pissed off at me and just came at me with just fire and brimstone, I'd be like, oh, come on, Amy. I just could I don't think I could take her most furious nature seriously. So that's who I would pick. Thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight for the debut of the Dealy Cheely Wheelie. I'm sure there will, there will be more uh, dealer's choice and fan choices to come in the next uh, well, in the future of the next podcast. And I feel like we also answered in a roundabout way Tiff's question. If if I were gay, I'd travel back in time to suck some dick in the Wild West. <laughs> so we covered them all. Also, <laughs> Matt Ryan is John Constantine for me. There we go. Happy everyone. Thanks for listening. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Cassell. And special guest. Dominic Yossi. Fan fiction has got to be like Green Lantern, Green Arrow, the hard traveling heroes.